Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. This is an editor's note just to let you guys know there was a significant amount of noise in the background in this particular podcast. Our friend Don couldn't help it. So please be advised you're going to have a lot of noise. So you might want to turn your headphones down just slightly. Um, Also, because we recorded um, in audio, there's going to be some talking and the overlapping may happen. Just be advised that that may happen and some people may be getting cut off. It's not done intentionally. We just can't see each other's faces when we're talking to see when we're done having, you know, speaking. So with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. It's raw, unfiltered, and unedited, and you're just going to get everything in there because it was difficult for me to edit this episode with the noise in the background, and (laughs) I just gave up, just to be honest with you. So I hope you guys enjoy it raw and unfiltered. Welcome back to Down for the Count. We got a special bonus episode this week. If you haven't listened to the two previous episodes, you definitely should because we got top three up there with me and Nicole, and then we have um, the fans destroying wrestlers' characters with Rico and Don and Alexis. So you got two episodes up there ready to go, and then now you got this one. So we got Rico and Don back again. Alexis may pop in later. Janae is working. And we also have Nicole. So say hi, everybody. Hey. Hello. (laughs) Okay, so special episode today is about Amber's podcast interview with Chris Lee. I want to say his name is. Um, He usually interviews. I thought it was Chris Van Belay. Exactly. I call Chris Lee. Chris. (laughs) <laughs> he, he he interviews a lot of talent that um, ends up leaving WWE. He did Peyton's interview and Taya Valkyries, and now he interviews Ember. Ember's interview is significant, one, because it's out, and two, because of some of the things that she discussed in the interview. So I'm going to let Rico take over, and then we're going to discuss it, because Rico's the one who sent it to us. So big up to you, Rico, for that. So, all right. So, uh, let me actually like, well, pull it up. So, I, again, I'm quoting it because I want to make sure that I don't misquote what she had to say. Um, and I will also be touching on Keegan Knox's interview as well because they kind of have similar things to say. And I'll try to refer them by their indie name since that's what they prefer to go by now. But basically, Ember, uh, she was in the Chris Van Vliet show, and the full interview is coming up on Friday. As of right now, it is Thursday, so we only have the 14-minute clip to go off of. So if she, you know, clears up things later on in the interview and we're not privy to that information, you know, that's, you know, that's whatever. But we're just going to go off of what she said, and she talked about her frustrations with NXT, WWE, and kind of what led to her departure from the E and she basically talked about how she felt as if WWE are kind of regressing into more of a diva era-ish in terms of the women. She talked about how uh, the whole purpose of her being moved down to NXT was to get repackaged and come back to the main roster within a year. Um, and that didn't go as much as planned, and that she had a plan going with Hunter and the head writer of NXT 
But when the NXT 2.0 rebrand happened and Hunter was demoted, all those plans kind of fell to the wayside. And she was working on, I believe, a heel turn and had vignettes of, well, a vignette aired, not aired. It was filmed and, you know, getting ready to be put on air when Vince asked the angle altogether. And she said that she kind of went into a very heated rant about how she felt that they were kind of wasting her and that she said that if they weren't having fair cut plans for her creative-wise, she didn't feel the need to be flown out to Florida to film them because she didn't want to waste her time. And then they also asked her if she would like to coach, maybe help train some of the PC girls down there. And she commented on them and said that she didn't feel like teaching girls who only cared about the check clearing in their bank. Um, she is very valid in her concerns or in her frustrations, but the reason why I think a lot of us are very, not upset, but a little bit more looking at her sideways for what she said is the fact that she called out Mandy Rose uh, in the interview saying that NXT held a two hour long meeting uh, telling the girls to dress more sexually and she called out Mandy Rose by name and also because of the way she talked about the new girls in the PC saying that they don't have as much passion for wrestling as she does and that they don't really you know they aren't willing to put in the work and she, she didn't feel the need to frame them when they didn't care as much um, you know and so then I'll kind of let you guys kind of speak a piece about it Nicole, you go, you go first. Um, again, so before I come across like as harsh as I probably will come across, um, I do not obviously, and I've said this before, and we always say that even um people that I like or do not like, um, I do not want to discredit anyone how they feel because I did not work there. I have not worked there. I am not in their position. I was again not in those positions so I don't know what type of work conditions they had so I so on top of that my opinion goes by what she has said so when her quote so the first thing that jumped out and obviously has jumped out everyone because it's been used as clickbait or whatever is the comment she made about Mandy Rose and then she bought backtracked and said well Mandy I Mandy's awesome there's only a one-on-one of Mandy and Tegan also trying to say as well and then I'm quoting general doing a generalized quoting what she says and they feel like it's going back to the diva ish well I would like to see who they're talking about Lash Legend and Nikita Lyons are both like six fucking foot and then you have Indy and Persia, and you have so many women down there who look, yeah, who all look so different. And if they, and I know how, and then I also don't like the condescending remark, or it came across as condescending, as I would say, is how she felt like she didn't want to, like these girls who are there for a paycheck. I just don't like that elitism language and I don't like 
that which a lot of people um i feel like some wrestlers and some of those in the industry feel as though just because those people weren't in bingo halls getting trash thrown on them working for a two dollars and a slice of pizza that they're better than those people that are there which is which is really funny because a lot of those girls in there are were inspired by people like aj lee by people like bailey by people like sasha we're just seeing the first round of those women what's wrong with what is so fucking wrong with that you're not better than any of those girls just because you were on it um rocking on indies for whatever time you are yes that cemented you and you shaped you as a person and performer but just because your road and someone roads is different does that make you better that was like how they used to bully Miz mm-hmm. because they didn't like they were like oh he's a reality star but he worked his butt off and he tried you can't you can't sit there and get mad at how someone got there as long as they're working hard I don't get what does that have to do with you and that's the same thing with Tegan and I think them using that diva-ish I feel like that's very degrading and that's very talking down to women because I've said this before especially wrestling nowadays is moving so much from character work and people always like well wrestling's not as mainstream as it as it um as it used to be as yes because you have too many people whose gimmick is that they're a fucking good wrestler um athena is one of them and whatever the fuck tegan Knox calls herself now that is also her character i don't give a shit um (laughs) honestly about either of them um but that's and again that's like you're not putting yourself forward and i hate the kind of thing just because like the girls like some girls want to be girly and they want to be sexy and they want to express themselves that they that you're you're better than them just because you look like because you're running around like a Mad Max reject you're better than her no I'm being serious she you was. think you're better than her you're not and that's something that I noticed in both Athena's and Nixon's uh, interviews is that there was this kind of lack of like self-awareness kind of where because I mean our main critiques of both of them was that they were spotless in the ring they tell a story in the ring were amazing in the ring you knew you were going to get a good match out of both of them when they stepped through the ropes but the problem was how they carried themselves outside of the ring they both were horrible actresses they couldn't talk well in the mic they couldn't do well in backstage segments and air packages and I feel like when it came to both of their interviews I listened to them and I was like they never addressed that it was more so just like well the writers back there like they weren't really using it it was more so faulting WWE and less so about like well but I also like kind of messed up here there wasn't any mention of where they kind of fell short and I feel like it's kind of like that indie entitlement that I kind of talked about before of like you know, which is why I think, you know, Triple H running NXT the way that he did kind of fed into that ego that a lot of indie wrestlers have of like, I'm doing okay, I'm doing good. Uh, it's everyone else that's the problem. And I was looking through the comments of Athena's interview and there was a lot of talk of like, well, how can WWE fumble, you know, when you have a talent like Athena there, how could you mess that up? She has such a great, you know, ring presence, her finish is amazing. And I'm like, because she doesn't have personality. 
she's not a character. That was her shortcoming, and I don't. And the way she was talking didn't sound like she thought there was a problem that she needed to correct. It was more so focusing on the external shit as opposed to, well, you know, I couldn't improve here. She didn't say anything about where she could have improved because when they, she talked about how like, oh, they wanted me to transition back to my old character. I was like, did you ever really transition out of it? No. You changed the aesthetic of your gear, your hair, your tight chunks and your music, but you never carried yourself differently. You were still Amber Moon, you never, transition out of the war goddess you were just kind of hoping the aesthetics which i get on the indies and the independence scene that is enough to register a character change but in wwe there's more that has to go into a character change than just you changing the surface level shit and then just proceeding as normal she didn't do that and as far as nixon goes she said that you know she was like oh you know it was never really much of a personality for them and i believe she even said you know well, her words she said if they would have given me a character I would have ran with it and done the best that I could with it, but they always try to box me in into the girl next door. Because and you allow like, that. If you, and that's exactly. the thing, and and this is, again, this, I, I don't, don't want to sound, and I know Don, I think, probably feels the same way I do about this subject. You know how many times that wrestlers and people have said, like, you have to push the envelope? You yep. have to be who, you have to be like, this is what I want to do. Yes, I will take and consider it and you push. Who's a perfect example of that? Cody Rhodes literally said, I am this, I am that. This is what I want to do. They fucking bought everything that he put out there as is. And that's the problem. Like, they don't want to fucking work. I sound like Kim Kardashian right now. No, but it's for real, though. They don't want to work. They didn't want to put the time in. No, let's go. Okay devil's advocate she has a point when she's talking about they're not they're not they're not communicating effectively not with them but more so amongst them as creative and executives and producers there's no excuse as to why certain executives don't know who certain people are if you don't know what's going on on the ground level you should not be making decisions on who should be cut and who should stay and that part I do agree with. Yes, I do agree with that as well. Getting rid of people, I can understand the clean sweeping shit. That's fine. You want to get rid of people? Fine. But you can't have people making decisions about other people's careers and they don't even know who they are. They're not aware of what they've done. They don't know what they have contributed to. They don't know anything. So they're just cutting. They're like, okay, this one, this one, we don't like her. Okay, get rid of her. That, That is... That's not good business either. So she does have a point when it comes to that. And I understand her frustration, but to what everybody has been saying, to Nicole and to Rico's credit, Ember didn't stand out because she had this great personality and she was good in the ring. Ember was one of those indie guys that Triple H babied and was able to have a successful career because of what she could do in the ring. The one thing that baffles me is a lot of times these indie guys have idolized WWE superstars and the superstars they idolized had characters. They had characters that put them over. I guarantee you, if Kane didn't have the character he had, he wouldn't have been shit in WWE. Nothing. Okay? 
and you're you're idolizing like Andy Hartwell idolizes Raina Ramon. She, I, you got all these people who idolize Shawn Michaels. But Indy has a personality, though. No, I don't mean it like that. I'm yeah. saying like you got you're idolizing the people. Some of the wrestlers take that shit and run with it. They take the pieces that they need and then they find their own footing. But you're 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 getting pissed off at the PC people. You're going at them. They're not the ones who write your check. First of all, they're not the ones who cut you. You need to direct your anger at the right people. It was disrespectful. It was disrespectful for you to say what you said about the PC people because you know what? Those very same PC people that you talk shit about, they're getting pushed. And it ain't because of how they look or how sexy they are. Whether you like Tiffany Stratton or not, the girl got the semblance of a personality. She halfway decent in the ring. Give her a couple years and she'll be where she needs to be. Whether you like J.C. Jane or not, or Gigi Dolan. Gigi Dolan came from the Indies and she was able to come in and do what she needs to do. It may not have been easy, but she was able to solidify herself as somebody who stands out. You don't oh, have look at Dakota. Dakota's an indie darling. She looks like Dakota bust her fucking ass. Also, if, she want, if they want to talk about Wendy Chu who wears nothing but fucking onesies, yeah, so like, that's I just I want, I really like, since they want, okay. and this, again, this is me being combative, if they're going to sit there and try to quote unquote call the women out and be like, they want to, oh, they're diva S, I want you to give me those examples. That's why I found it kind of weird. Like, well, people won't, they said they want us to be like men. So I don't, I know for a fact that that, I, that wasn't Vince saying. Say Vince didn't say that shit. That was somebody who was running in at that point. It was like, we're going to look like man. And that's what had everybody Honestly, I feel like that was, that feels like some shit Johnny would say. Yeah. That's what I but think. But real talk, the way that it sounded, because Nicole called to it earlier that Ember kind of backtracked after she said Mandy. I don't think they used Mandy as an example. I think that was Ember talking. Or Athena talking. And that's why she backtracked. Because she was like, oh shit. No, I definitely think that they threw Mandy in those places to say, like, well, you know, be sexy. Be sexy like, um... Like Mandy, Mandy is sexy as hell. Let's be sexy like Mandy. So I think that they use that as a base point. I don't think they use it as the focus of the conversation, but I do think they touch base on that, like be sexy like Mandy, because they used to tell people like be sexy like Kelly Kelly. So I definitely think that's what happened. But I feel like she took it to heart to where she was like, oh, they want me to look like Mandy, but nobody generally says that. Look at Persia. Persia don't look shit like Mandy. She's there. The people on Mandy's team don't even look like Mandy. So what are you talking about? They don't. They it's look like the some punk. They look like some punk rock girls that you see at a show. Exactly. Yeah. And so, ain't a whole fucking faction. And Mandy even, Mandy even you know, about how she was like the original. Hell, Mandy don't even look like, like Mandy half the time. Child, okay. But Mandy even touched on that that she was like you know the original thought was that like Mandy would take Gigi and Daisy and kind of make them more sexy, give them a little bit more sexy feel. Then the reverse kind of happened where they kind of gave Mandy more of like an edge to her. And she even said that, like, you know, it's kind of like the reverse happened. And, you know, they just kind of rolled with it. And to, when it comes to M to Athena, I feel like the way it sounds like to me is that she was a hunter pet project and she's mad that the privilege ran out. Definitely. That her was supposed to talk to them and kind of get things 
off the ground for her and make sure everything was rolling, which I understand, you know, you, if you're promised something, you're told something, and then they switch up on you and you're like, shit, like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. I'm gonna, you know, talk to them and see what's going on. My thing was, well, I, I, I generally want to feel bad for her, but I feel like Ember, Ember made it seem as though somehow they had some type of vendetta against her. Like she's like, the, I didn't know like, it's this, and then they, they're like, this. I'm like, no, I'm not trying. It's like you, Tegan, and a lot of the other indie guys, y'all have a very, very high thought of yourselves and really in NXT the best things about what happened with Ember was her going up against Asuka that was one of her best matches after that Shayna got the belt after that she didn't even have it long enough to be considered a long-term champion so and Tegan never touched the title never even looked at it she never even looked at it and I'm like, and half the time you were injured. And then here's the thing, you get upset, you say, I gave my body, you did that willingly. Nobody asked you to do this. This is a sport that you chose to do. You could have gotten injured on the Indies as well. And I wonder, would your tune be the same if this was happening on the Indies? Would you be having this conversation or interviewing, having an interview about how you felt about leaving this company? No, you And that is also another thing because Shane Taylor, she also touched on she was like oh you know a lot of like the backstage of like how the manager is playing the game and i'm like well that's that anywhere not even you know just within WWE or like a corporate job but shane taylor himself said that the indies are just as political as wwe and if not more so because it's all about who you know and how close you are with people and i'm like and it's funny because i'm like Nixon and Athena both said very similar. They basically had the same interview. And I'm like, they're both very good wrestlers. I'm not discrediting that. They both have good experience on the Indies. But both of their main critiques were that they were very bland. They lacked charisma. And they were injured a good chunk of their time in WWE. And I'm like, with those similarities, I'm like, and both of them talked about, like, well, I just didn't fit the aesthetic. I just didn't, you know, they wanted something else. And... You know, like Athena said, she's like, oh, I market the kids. I'm not going to wear fishnet booty shorts with my butt cheeks hanging out. And I was like, that was what you already did. Literally. Exactly. I was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. That that, that was what you wore. What, what did you... Oh, uh, you- the, the, the green gear that Mandy wore at Stand the Liver, like the shorts she wore, was like something uh, Amber used to wear. With the thigh garter and everything. I just, I just think it's, I think it's very funny. That's, that's the best way I can explain it. I, I'm not saying that she's not, she's wrong for feeling how she feels, or that she shouldn't be able to, you know, do what she wants to do. And oh no, uh, hell no, because if they had a meeting like that, then that's ass in general. Yeah. Yeah, like what the fuck? I would have been like, like this why is would mandatory because like, I'm leaving. Right. I would have lied and said I had a doctor's appointment. And so you need oh a doctor's now. I would have been like, sure. Unless. Yeah, like I have a birthmark, a really uncomfortable birthmark. I'm just very, um, I don't know. I feel like in Ember's case, 
I feel like what Don said earlier in the group chat is kind of what the situation that's happening is that she acted on impulse when she had like that big blowout with creative and as of right now she's still kind of seeing red so she's coming from a place of hurt and she I do definitely think she feels betrayed and she is valid in her criticisms of the way people are going backstage um but I just think as of right now she's still kind of processing everything and I think she's coming from a place of bitterness that doesn't negate like, the good how long has she been gone uh she got released November she ain't been gone that long it's been long enough to where you can kind of sit back and reflect like okay and then you're asked you're working you're working it's not like you're sitting at home not doing shit you're working you have time she didn't have to leave work exactly she just won a title off of Thunder Rosa yeah. Like the other week. So you, it ain't nothing. It's, it's really she in her head. Like I said, she should have. What she should have done is when they like, well, we want you to be a trainer. I would have like, um, okay, that's cool. I'm not gonna be here for that. Can I talk? Can I book a meeting with Vince or something? 
because you're saying that I'm not doing nothing wrong, but yet you're putting me in the PC. So that Period. means that something's not there. I'm missing something. If I had everything together, baby, I'd be on TV, licking split every fucking week. This don't make no sense. So for that reason, I understand. But you say, well, they're here for a check. Bitch, you don't need that. It goes to show you're not even paying attention to social media. Half these people are athletes. Some come from the Indies just like your stupid ass. You up here just shooting on every fucking body. Meanwhile, it's a whole women's tournament going on. And it's a good mix of people in that tournament. It ain't just... It ain't just indie people in that tournament. It's people from athletic backgrounds, and, and some of them ain't got no athletic background. Some of them are actors that happen to turn wrestlers. It happens. Exactly. There's nothing wrong Hell, with that. It happened to Becky. Becky said this wasn't her thing. She was more so. They was like, well, you know, you do stunts. You thought about wrestling. She was like, mm, I don't watch it. I mean, I guess I could do it. And when she did it, got back into it. Look where she fucking at. This is a woman at the top of the country. This is a fake. She was never meant to be a fake. No, Charlotte, you know, didn't have her first passion of wrestling. She was in college for volleyball. Charlotte was a physical trainer after college. Trying to figure out what the fuck she was going to do with her life. And when she got to NXT, she, she didn't even have a character. They told her, when you get there, you're not Ric Flair's darling. You're Charlotte. You're Ashley. This is it. You're nothing. We're stripping you everything. So you have to build yourself from the ground up. And that's what she did. Which I don't understand why people can't sit back and look or even talk to the person in charge. What are you scared of? Y'all all grown. That's like how... Um... Bailey and Sasha literally banged on Vince's door every day for damn near a year. I know, I'm pretty sure she joked about it. They was like, they almost got fired for that shit. They, I'm pretty sure they almost yeah. probably got fired for Chelsea that. Chelsea Green got arrested and she was nobody. Who? Chelsea. Chelsea. She just, um, okay. Nikki, uh, Nikki, Nikki Cross or ASH, whatever we're calling her now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, right, at this point, I just feel like it's no excuse. Look at Dana. Dana, stay on TV now. Okay, and Dana has shit going on for her two months ago. Dana is on TV heavily. She's getting 10, 15 minutes of TV time. She closed out the show, what, last week? Yeah. Come on now. You have to do better. You have to do better. And for you to be a black woman sitting here throwing this misfit party come about, well, I don't know where we're wrong. It's giving everybody that's wrong but me. I'm doing my job and they out to get me. That's not the I case. Mean, Bitch, you're boring. But the see, the thing is, Booker T was never boring. Well, he was boring at some point. But <laughs> he got his shit together. He found something that works for him. You, everybody has a point where they sit there and they flounder. It happens. Like yeah. 2019, that was the whole goddamn company. But the thing is, you have to sit, you have to step back and find your groove. You have to find something. For Ember, what she had was perfect for her. Her character would have been fine had she known how to execute it. Bitch, you are a fucking nerd. How don't you know how to do this? 
And that's something that Nixon touched on in her interview. She said that she was more so, like, she said that now that she's out, she feels like she's more suited for the indie scene. And I feel like there were multiple moments in Nixon's interview where I was like, you just explained why your time in WWE didn't work out. You just aren't, you know, like, I'm like, you're just kind of, miss- you're, you're there so close, but so far. I'm like, that's the issue. That's why it didn't work out. But you're not realizing that fact. You're just seeking. And I think with M- with Athena, it's like the same thing of just like, you didn't really fit the mold. Not for the reasons that you think, it was just more so that you left a presence. And I think there were multiple times when Hunter kind of stepped in to keep you there. And then when he was gone, you landed on the chopping block. And I remember when you guys did a podcast about the original like NXT cuts and the gutting and revamping of NXT, you guys were talking about how, you know, when it came time for those cuts, Hunter wasn't made aware because they knew if they let him know the cuts that were happening, he would have stepped in and stopped them. And he wouldn't have done what needed to be done for the sake of NXT because he was content in keeping it there. And a lot of the people who were signed, especially towards 2019, 2020, were signed just for the sake of having them there. Yes. Just for the sake of being like, look who we got. Like, uh, we talked about this earlier. Exactly. Yeah, we I uh, brought this up like you know like a few hours ago. I said Taya Valkyrie and Mercedes Martinez were both in that same vein as well, and that's why they both got cut because there was no real purpose to have them there. And then not only that, but then they were both older, and so it's like I you mean, know it's unfortunate. Well, I'm breaking the team. Taya should have been on the main roster they, from the beginning. Yeah. They shouldn't have Frankie put her in. Could have worked. Frankie is their fault. I will 100%. She was, she was ready. She was 100 was, out of all the she people. She was ready. Besides Knight, she was prepared. So I didn't understand. Like, that's on WWE with her. I'm sorry. There's, there's no, like, even her age, that's not fair. Because you've got guys who are old as shit, and they're either coming back, or they're just starting in WWE. And that's what, but that's why I'm saying that I feel like Aya, as much as, you know, like, because I love Aya, and I think that she could have really been something great in WWE, but I definitely do think that she was brought in just so that Triple H could say that she was there, because when you look at her run, and you look at Mercedes' run, they were both doing a lot of nothing, you know, because, you know, they both came in strong. And then they kind of taper off, the hype kind of died down, and they kind of weren't doing anything. And then just, you know, and then, like, because I know, like, Frankie eventually got her NXT title shot, but that came after, like, weeks of just not doing anything. And then after that, she wasn't on TV for a good while. And then the cuts came, and she was just a part of that. And I'm just like, it looked, it mirrored Mercedes run a lot. And I'm just like, why was she brought in when I'm like, when you could have easily capitalized on the momentum a lot sooner and then didn't. And so that's why I think she was brought in just so they could say that they got Kyle Valkyrie. And which, again, does fall on WWE, and I do definitely think that they botched that. They could have turned that into something, and she really could have worked, but I think just she was there just to be there. And that was why she was brought on, just so that they could say she was there. And that ultimately led to her getting cut because they realized that there was no actual long-term plan for her other than she was just hot on the end. 
times. That's what I was about to ask. Uh, hi, guys. Sorry. I know I just like jumped out of nowhere. But, um, hey. Hello, my fellow Fuck off. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, uh, sorry. I had, to, I had to take care of mom. I was doing hot mom shit. So, uh, my thing was bliss uh, is like, that's what I was about to say. Don't was that. I was just like, wasn't she getting married like shortly after Mania? Because it's like, bitch, if you wanted to be WWE champion, wouldn't that cut into your wedding? Yeah. Like it was a week been. after. Her and Carmella yeah. got married the same weekend. Yeah, they did. Because low-key, I think that's why they I think personally that's why they took the belts off of Zelina and Carmella because they knew her and Corey were probably gonna do honeymoon shit for a while. Which is fine. I, I mean, but and then too, it was time for them to drop the belt. Like, yeah. how long just, did they have it? Long enough. Too long. They had, okay. it, <laughs> they no, had it about like, it was like three or four months. It had to be like three or four months. They had it for a long time. They had that's it for long. very, too long. That's, that's damn sure long enough. Yeah, they had it for, uh, uh, they had it for quite a bit. Whenever it gets Rhea, 
and um, Nikki to take it off of them. And then after after, Survivor Series. They did what? They won the belts right after, like the Monday after Survivor Series. So it was towards the end of November. Because didn't they go to Saudi with them or something? I don't. No, they weren't in Saudi. I don't remember. I can't remember what they, I know they had that, they were going back and forth with Rita and Nikki for a minute. Then they yeah. came and they, they pretty much you know, dropped that and they were just, they were just champions. They rarely had anybody they were competing against for those They guys. didn't have anybody to defend them against other than Nikki and Rhea and then they got split up shortly after they dropped the belts. So they were just yeah, they carrying the belts, gotcha. no division. It seems when I started doing singles matches until Naomi and Sasha decided they were going to be tag team champions. Then they put Natalia and Shayna together as um, a tag team, and that's when the division kind of got a reworking, and they started pushing them in that regard. Which but- I had I had no problem with, but I got a problem with Bliss, who even when you weren't in title contingency you were a main focus and I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say it I've seen the shit she can do when they show like behind the scenes stuff and everything mm-hmm. that girl can't wrestle she's mediocre no, at best the hell what the hell what the hell are you I had to get on this conversation. Like, Ember got me fucked up. Well, I'll get, on, <laughs> I'll get on Ember. I'll get on Ember in like a second. But like, Bliss, when Bliss got on there and they start pushing her, like, she kind of had the same problem Mandy had, but Bliss overcame that with character work. And that's just, she came out there. She came out there. She was way too green. The only reason people paid attention to her was because she threw temper tantrums like a child. And you know it's bad because it got annoying and she kept yelling at the ref and I'm like, girl, no. Because she was acting like how my kid would, my kid never even acted like that. You know it's bad when a four-year-old punches a grown-ass woman throw a temper tantrum and her answer is, mommy, she needs a nap. but but Bliss Bliss has overcame that with great character work but you have been front and center in some way shape or form ever since you came up to it for some reason you were the second one you were the second woman to hold that Smackdown title Becky dropped it to you and it wasn't well she, she just She's been in major storylines or she's been front. That's why I don't get where she's like complaining. It's like you have time off, you're still employed, and you're getting paid to sit home. Girl, relish it. Shit. That's all right. But my thing, she the thing with me, you know, Alexa, it's like every time you're not on TV, you find out you want to complain. What do you complain of? Everybody has a season. Your season was red fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you had a fight with Randy Orton. Ain't no woman ever had a feud with Randy Orton. Okay? 
Slim, name me a woman that, that had a longevity feud with Randy Orton. No, nobody. Not even Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix, who actually could probably take RKO. Randy Orton in the fight. But oh, she, come on now. Yeah, but my, that, that's, just, that's just like... Amber kind of got me fucked up because I was able to sit down and like really read it while my kiddo was at Scouts. And I mean, it's like... This is what gets me, okay? So you have... You have indie stars that seem to have this sense of entitlement, right? We can go ahead and fucking say it because they came up on the indies. They have this, not all of them, but some of them have sense of entitlement, right? This is a handful, yes. Yeah, so, you know, they think that they're better than everybody. But, and she didn't need to be treated like that. She did it because, you know, so you don't know these kids from fucking the hole in the ground, girl. For all you know, this could be their dream to be here in WWE. That's a lot of people's dream when they want to be a wrestler. Not everybody's, but it's some. But then I'm looking at the same thing with the WWE crowd. Braun Strowman is a perfectly good example of this. He thinks mm-hmm. because he was in WWE, everyone should bend down and kiss his ass. And honey, they ain't doing that. There have been people that have been on the indie scene longer than you've been in wrestling, period. And those are the people we respect. You have to earn respect in the indies. And I understand you have to do that in the WWE locker room too, but you can't be walking around with a sense of entitlement because somebody managed to impress someone in WWE to get a shot. Girl, you had to impress somebody for your ass to be there. Okay, well, six different occasions. It obviously wasn't that big of an impression her ass ain't there now. Well, we have said, repeatedly, we have said that, look, hold on just a sec. Oh. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even the fact that they let her go, well, they well, didn't let well, her go. She got, she quit. You said stop that making me like, I'm not coming. But they got so you um, still had a job. Hey guys. like they fired her. Hey, real exactly. quick guys, the, uh, the youngest, uh, person of the Down for the Count family wants to say hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi Harley. Harley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold me in just a second, okay? Okay. But what I was saying, though, then um, I, I got to bounce out for like two seconds to tuck her in. But when we were saying when NXT was still the black and gold brand, Hunter started treating it like his own personal pro wrestling gorilla. Every, yeah. I mean, it, it started as a joke, but after a while, the joke was like, oh shit, he really doing it like this. And he was just signing everybody. And I mean, I did learn about some great indie stars that I've never heard of, which is great, but he was just signing everybody. And I don't, I don't know, it just, I felt sorry for her at first because, you know, she mentioned like Hunter was working with me to get me back on TV or something like that. And then Hunter went out and the next thing you know, everyone's coming in. And that's why I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I called this shit. I called this shit. They are waiting for something with Hunter for him to go something. But then the more I read it and I'm like, girl, why are you so bitter? Like, damn. 
this is my thing also and this is again i said a lot of this is hunter's fault but they're so like indebted to him and they just think he's like so amazing and you know that they don't that they're not gonna see it like this he and that's why they have such an attitude towards home go grant um homegrown home go granite homegrown talent <laughs> because he treated them so much better than homegrown talent that is true because if you look at the homegrown talent that came after dusty passed they all have shit rings look at alexa carmella i think I know we don't like her, but even Tay Conti said that homegrown talent had a harder time getting up the blocks, which is why, you know, Zaya and her were there for years, but Zaya didn't get shit until a lot of the top the top people there were getting, you know, cycled out. And then you look at when Mercedes and Shafi came in, they got to jump the line and get on TV yeah. for people who had been there for years just because they were hot on the indie. You know, yeah, Hunter and it's like yeah which was not fair to them and this is why like a lot of the homegrown talent especially after Dusty passed away don't really have a relationship with Hunter or really have never really has anything to say about him because he didn't give a shit about them let's keep it 100 mm-hmm. he did not give a shit about them and them, and yeah. I mean them, like Vince and all them, them not paying attention to NXT for so long, that's also their fault. So they're kind of like, so when they're like, okay, we really need to start focusing on the future, getting some people cycled in. And then they look at all these people like, none of these people are fucking, what is this? Nobody's mm-hmm. working. Nobody Nobody's knows working. Nobody knows no one how knows to what stick. to do. No one ha- knows how have any not a single per- no one has any fucking personalities. And he's and then they're like spending all this damn money. Like what the fuck is going on? They had to have a big budget for them t shirts they can't make people wear. Well, my example right now is um Lacey fucking Evans. Love Lacey to death. Cool girl. However, this bad far as that trauma shit, it's not gonna work. Because they keep well, like- saying the same thing. I just remember when the um, the cut started happening last last year. Wow, man! When the cut started happening, and they brought in that Nick Khan guy to be the new like chief um, financial officer, and the, the people down in NXT were just like, I think it was Hunter. It was one of them because I remember Nicole got really mad about this, where they're like, "Oh, but we don't keep track of like our financial stuff." Yeah. And that's why they're able yeah. to find all these people. I such a red fucking flag. Exactly. And that's why they were signing people. Like, I love more financials. I, I get blown up with 10 emails when I, um, if I overspend in liquor. Right. <laughs> Girl, like, Literally. you know. Um, and they'd be like, what's going on this month? <laughs> and it, it, it makes no sense because I heard Rico when I jumped in. He was talking about Mercedes Martinez, and I like her. I think she's a great wrestler. I, you know, and we joked where it's like, you know, AW messed up because they could have signed her, but NXT grabbed her. You know, but it, it's yeah. just kind of like. But now with all that stuff coming out, and you're sitting here, and you're just like, so now we know how you were able to get some of these people. Because I don't even want to know how much he probably asked. He told Keith Lee he was going to get paid. Man, 
Because I know, I know for a fact, and I know it's not even just in wrestling, but if I get a job, like a real good professional job, okay, or something to this extent that they're doing, and I get told I'm going to be get paid this yearly with like maybe stuff, because I know Janae said they like, um, pay them back if they like use their own money for like flights and stuff or something like that reimbursement yeah if i get told yeah if i get told that i'm getting paid this much my happy ass isn't gonna question anything right like i'm just like okay cool like i'm set but then it's gonna come back on me and be like well hey i know you got promised this much but we're gonna cut it down by 30%. I'm like, 30%, motherfucker, I got a family to take care of and shit to deal with. You ain't cutting my pay 30%. Because I know it doesn't seem like that much, but 30% is a fucking bill. It's some of your mortgage, Mm -hmm. it's like shit. And you're out on the road busting ass and like, that's that was always my thing. It's just like, I wanna know I want to know if Hunter ever lied to them about shit. As in what? As in, you know, like, you know, doing the whole, oh, don't worry. We're going to get you taken care of. We'll get your money. We promise you this. Because you know how Tony Thomas probably promising? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Listen to what Taya said. Taya was like... Taya said that uh, she was like, you know, I talked to Hunter. Hunter said I was getting this this amount and I was going to get the title at this point. I'm having a hard time hearing Don because of people yelling. Basically, it kind of reached out. Can you hear me, Don? I hear someone yelling. Yeah, I just hear someone yelling. Yeah, he's at work. Oh, okay. So, Taya was like, you know, Hunter was going to see her title and she's going to pay X amount of money. This is her. And when it didn't happen, she was like, well, what the fuck? Why is this not happening? I was promised this. Like, this is something that was said I was going to get. What's mm-hmm. going on? And couldn't nobody get her a fucking answer. She's like, well, we firing you. So, yeah. I, I mean, that would, I don't care if it's like my dream job, but it's like, if I get told this, this, and this, I mean, even hell, like, if you tell somebody now you work in like 90 days, you get your benefits, right? Like the health insurance and all that shit those 90 days come mm-hmm. and you're thinking everything is squared away and then they're like oh you know what we're gonna pull those back and it's understandable to be frustrated for that and that's why i understand where ember's coming from because she said uh in the actual interview that you know they she didn't she wasn't a fan of taxi wrestling and people in the back knew that but they paired her with Chelsea anyway you know, when Shotzi got brought up, they were just kind of starting to get to their groove of being a tag team. I think when they had gotten split up, they had just come up with like a tag team finisher. And it was after they dropped the tag belt. And then she gets brought up. She gets told that, you know, well, we brought up Shotzi with Tegan because we didn't know you guys were a team. And, you know, Ember was, she came off really bitter about that because she was like, oh, you know, it's not like we had, you know, a picture on you know w.com and it's not like we had merch or anything but sure whatever they don't pay attention to that shit as interns they don't <laughs> they don't but like, she, I'm and she's like, to be okay, funny so I'm serious you know, 
Do you think Vince know who has fucking t-shirts? He only cares about who's selling the most. Exactly. And you was not selling the most t-shirts, so he don't give a fuck. Not that but, not then, does Carhorn agree with me. <laughs> that's a good point, But that's where I kind of agree with her when she was like, you know, they came in, it was like, well, we didn't we didn't know you was a tight. One, if you gonna work for a big conglomerate business, baby, do your homework. We're on a TV show. You couldn't go on no other show and be like, oh, well, I wrote this script, but I didn't know that happened last season. You getting fired. What's that? Yeah, that is true. That is that's true. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, that don't agree with her. Because remember when that writer was on that podcast and was like, yeah, I don't know anything about wrestling, but they knew Child, about wrestling. Oh, you don't understand when I, when she was on that podcast and I heard her say that, the rage that built inside me, can you, oh, it's like, um, it was that. It was like, I've been talking in a lot of shit. But, but like, then people didn't need to bully her to quit her job, though. That wasn't right, though. She didn't quit. She got fired. She oh, got she got fired? fired? Yeah, it was more than that. She was saying, like, you know, she was like, yeah, they feed them stuff through the headphones. That's why they wear headphones and commentary that they give them lines. They don't have, they don't come up with that stuff originally. She's telling everything. That's why she's telling everything. Well, that's because she said that that was her job. She was writing the lines. I don't think she was supposed to, like, I mean, yeah, she was doing a podcast or whatever, but I was like, you, you kind of, Got yourself fired. We kind of knew what the thing was, but she kind of just pulled back everything and she lied because they said she had, she told them she had been watching wrestling for 20 years, but she could not name one damn person on any roster. She could not name anybody besides Hulk Hogan. And that's like the thing with Paul Heyman. Like, I don't like Heyman. I have my reason not to like Heyman. But he, like, he knows. He knows the roster. He knows the current roster. He knows every single person on each roster. Eric Bischoff comes in and he, like, remember Chance in the phone? He dragged his feet for like a month. And then he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really watch the product anymore. I don't know who's who. He didn't even know who Roman Reigns was. I didn't understand why he took the job. I was very confused by that. And I'm just like, you know, and even if you did, like, just to play down with that, if you didn't know, you're supposed to familiarize yourself with the product. That's just the way that it's supposed to go. You're not supposed to come in and then be like, oh, I don't know anything. Like, you literally shot yourself in the foot. Like, what? what is your problem? And you know they're paying him all the money. And really does and what irritated me a lot with Ember with her interview was she just was going like, Oh, well, they they didn't have anything for me and they wanted to make me into this and I'm not like this and then it's like, Well, I realize now that I'm I'm not I'm not a WWE girl. No, you think? You think so? Like Ember, it's more so like my understanding of it and which is why I sympathize with her is that she had a plan for what she was going to do with Hunter and the head writer that NXT. Vincent Toe came in, changed all that. They were planning a heel turn, and she was the one who said, I'll do a losing streak. 
and you know I can get frustrated and turn heel. She's supposed to have a match with Saray. She gets a rash on her arm, and so then that match gets postponed, and then she's off TV for like three weeks. Puts over Cora, puts over Mandy, and then she films uh, a, a video package that's supposed to signal that she's going back to the War Goddess. Films it, comes into work, and goes to show it off, and then she hears, "Oh yeah, Vince canceled the whole thing. Uh, you're you're going to be taken off TV indefinitely." And then she, they were like, but you know, it's okay. We want you to go into the PC, maybe train, you know, some of the girls down there, maybe do some lives. And that's when she kind of goes and was like, well, I've given you all guys all of this. And, you know, I've gotten nothing in return. And, you know, it seems like I'm not going to train people who only care about the check. And then she's like, you know, if you guys, you know, cancel all my flights, cancel all my hotels. And if, you know, if you guys book me to fly out and there's nothing for me creatively, I'm not going to get on the plane. And even if there is something creatively for me, I'm going to have to approve it as a creative myself. But she's like, don't fly me out if you don't have anything for me. Right. Um, and like, I'm not and that's understandable. I'm not knocking that experience with her. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying that she's wrong or how she feels. I'm saying that there's a way to do this without you having that type of attitude. And it comes across like you felt like you deserve something that I don't really think you did deserve. It comes across like, well, I was working this out and then they just snatched it from me. Yeah, that happens to everybody. Yeah. It's not an isolated incident. This isn't this isn't like, oh, it just happened to you. No, 90% of that roster has had that happen. That is not anything new. That is what happened. I'm not saying she had to be okay with it. I'm just saying she made it seem like it was just specifically done to her and everybody else. It was, oh, well, I'm the one who can't check, so I had to go to Hunter. Okay, well, what about all the other people who can't go to Hunter? And that's why I said, uh, let's see, you went in here when I said this, but that's why I said that she's sounding like a, a Triple H pet project that's just not the privilege is no longer there. Because that is what she was. And it, it's, it's giving me very like to quote Don here it's giving me Chelsea Green whiny vibes cause you know what it's not even that because Chelsea wasn't even complaining Chelsea was just like I came with him with so many ideas but you know I wasn't she technically, she technically wasn't she was just talking about listen at least that that bitch might have had 12,565 ideas a bitch believe she, she had there. them ideas she tried to come up with something yeah but I mean, like they had. I, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, they took. I mean, Ember. Ember is a good wrestler. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that from her. She's a very good wrestler. Okay, I'm not gonna lie about it. But, but, but you know, my my thing is, it's just like, oh shit, I had a point and then I fucking lost it. Fucking hell. <laughs> No, it's just like she's a she's a good wrestler. I'm not I'm not gonna lie about that. But girl, what were you expecting when they took Bray Wyatt, made him one of the hottest commodities in professional wrestling? Whether you loved him or you hate him, you were always talking about him, no matter what. And they told Bray Wyatt they didn't have anything for him, and then they let him go. Hmm. So what makes you think your ass is special? Oh, Lord. Oh. 
No, I want to know. I want to know what makes. I mean, she got a point. No, I'm well, not. I mean, not. it's harsh, but it's a point. It's a very not, clear point. And I'm not trying to sound mean to her, and I'm not trying to say that like her voicing, you know, what she feels like she got shafted out of that. I completely understand. <laughs> that, mm, well, but well, like. <laughs> it's the menthols. Um, <laughs> actually, they're banning that shit. But no, it's just like I understand, like your bite, sweetheart. I really do, and I'm not trying to take anything away from her. But when they tell their biggest act in years that was so over, there's nothing they have for him, and then they let you, they let him go. What honestly thought that you were safe? Because at that point, when Bray Wyatt let go, I remember talking in the podcast group chat. Nicole Tip and Janae and I said at this point nobody is safe if they release Bray Wyatt no one is safe from being released right now and Bray bought in the merchandise the numbers he was always trending on social media one way or another and they couldn't figure out a goddamn thing to do with him well, for that, they, they, they did that. What the fans did, that. them in the fans, they ran that to the ground. They ruined it. But definitely, if they was to let him go, what makes you think that they were gonna let y'all out? Exactly. And I mean, your ass won't even pan the bar. Like people differ on when they dropped the ball with with Wyatt. They think it was that Hell in a Cell match with with. With Seth, how did this shit rip? The, I the think Hell it's a Hell in a Cell match. I think it was the Goldberg match. I think when he lost to Goldberg, that killed a lot of his momentum. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think it's, either it's, way, it's just. I wasn't like, even mad at that Hell, Hell in a Cell match like that. I was like, ooh, this is just garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot garbo. It's, it's just like that was so and I get it they are trying to protect him but they could have figured out another way honestly to I don't know and we will um and I will get on topic I feel like that I'm gonna take this back I feel like that match harmed Seth more than it harmed Wyatt I agree with that yes yeah because because they tore him match. up well, they were yeah. already tearing up um, Seth for months. But that was kind of like the icing on the cake. All y'all disrespecting Seth because he said that about Will Ospreay. Look at him, still not competing and shit. Right. Well, he has COVID now, but... Oh, so sad. Um, but, you know... But I think when it comes I just to the say that. situation, because I don't want to be too harsh on her, like, as much... because. I, I think I'm kind of being a little bit mean to her, but I don't want to okay negate the critiques that she had to say because the one thing that I think is forgotten in this business particularly is that two things can be true at once. Is WWE shitty for the way they handled the revamp of 2.0? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are her yes. criticisms valid? Absolutely. But the way she is coming about it and the way she is talking about things and the way she you know kind of called out Mandy and some of the other girls down in the PC are those okay now I I got something to say about that I will come on here and I will trash Mandy Rose I really will but I'm 
have I ever mentioned anything about the way this woman looks besides the fact that she uses way too much fake instant tan? No. I have never, I have never trapped. I have said the Bella's mamas are the hoe. I have called them plenty of names, but I have never said anything about any, well, besides she a priestly, but she kind of deserves it. I have never said <laughs> that bulldog bitch. Bulldog look, and I, <laughs> she needs a refund from her plastic surgeon. I'm just telling you. Ooh, but, child, I don't say that hateful shit. Ooh, <laughs> but I, I have never said anything, anything about the way any woman looks, and I will be damned if I jump, if I get an interview, or if, whether it's online or you know in person or whatever. And I'm not going to sit here and, like, low-key drag somebody for the way they look. If I got a problem with you, at that point, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this bitch. This is what she did to me. I ain't holding anything back at this point, because what are they going to do at this point? Not whatever. But Mandy didn't even do nothing to her. No, and that's the thing. And that is the thing. And it's just like, why are you coming for this girl? Because she has a certain set. Now, I will agree Mandy is a very mediocre wrestler too. That's why I was trying to compare her and Bliss. At least Bliss has been able to work character-wise. Mandy is hot garbage. (laughs) No, she came up there. She came up there in absolution. That broke down when Tate got injured again. They pushed her. They, I mean, and they pushed her. They made Sonya stay in the background. They pushed her, but when she they blurred her out in the entrances too. Yeah. Like when when they started pushing her, you could see right through her flaws. Yeah. You could, and then they put her in that match with Asuka, and that was probably one of the worst matches of Asuka's WWE career. Because Mandy didn't, Mandy couldn't get into it, and she was missing stuff. She was botching, and I'm just like, what? And it took Otis falling in love with her for us to care about her at all besides her being this little stuck up bitch then she gets sent back to NXT so she did do good with Dana for a while but then Dana says I don't know what happened with Dana we all thought she was pregnant and they, sent they just moved her to NXT that's well, all that was they put her back in NXT she shows up and she doesn't even try they don't even try to push her as a single star they put her with toxic uh, toxic attraction and it's the same crap with her over and over again. And there are people bending over backwards, praising her. And I'm like, what is she doing? She's not doing anything new. We saw this on the main roster. Because we all know for a fact, if she was not with Gigi or Priscilla Kelly, and I've seen what Priscilla Kelly can do. She is a great wrestler. I don't know about Daisy, but I know Priscilla Kelly could easily become an NXT Women's Champion, no problem. But you put them with yeah. them, they're making you, you, they're your lackeys, and you're not doing anything. They are helping you win, you're winning by cheating, you're winning by dumb luck. And it's just like, I'm supposed to jump for joy when you get on TV, like half these people do when you're on, and they're like, oh, Mandy's hot and Mandy's looking good. Yes, I'm like, it, it goes back to, and I think Hunter forgot about this too, it's all about. People are choosing style over substance. And I cannot sit here. And it's, it's in WWE. It's in AEW. It's in Impact. It's in MLW. It's in a- NWA. 
it's all across the board. People are choosing these mediocre wrestlers to be pushed or they don't deserve the spots that they have. And people are sitting there and just being spoon fed this crap and just buying into this so called fight that doesn't even exist. Wait till DCW comes to that. We push you deserve to be pushed. Yeah, I definitely agree because that's what Kenny asked us the other day. Like, we choose, like, do y'all think that pretty privilege, you know, exists in this time period? And I was like, well, definitely. Look at fucking Liv Morgan. Yep. Carmen, it perfect- it's, it's just, it's what it is, what it is. It shouldn't be that, but, you know, I feel like it exists in certain agencies where it shouldn't, certain people shouldn't be pushed because they're cute. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm saying that it happens in the women, and let's be honest, nine out of ten times it happens with the men too so we're not trying to be misogynistic or whatever here no definitely because i mean Good deal. roman is the guy i honestly guy right now i feel like but... it's a hundred percent i feel like it's like 95 percent with the men there's very few actually when you really think about it i think this is why I find some of the men so boring because a lot of them are just so much sex appeal now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you really think about it, if you really look at them, if you at, look at all of the men on the rosters. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not a whole lot that stands out. You got... There's not a lot. There's maybe one or two. Uh, there's a couple ugly people. That's it. I mean, I'm, I'm, we need everyone, ugly representation in the rest but of no, the world. But um, I don't know. I people, can't relate to ugly. There's different levels of attraction for different people. I mean, I like. I think Kevin Owens is hot. Y'all know about my love for Samoa Joe. I feel I like they him. put Kevin Owens in the funny guy category. Yeah, and, he but he funny. can do that. He can do that though. Like they're he's like, basic. he's not hot, but he's funny. He he's, he's hot. So hot. Kevin Owens hot. He's, he's hot. I don't think he's kind of hot. Yeah. I fuck him. I would. <laughs> well, just objectify him. Come across that. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know. I, this is. I just, I've been having that issue, and I know I've talked about it with you guys before, but it's just like that. And then Amber's kind of the same. Amber's kind of the same way. Her eclipse was very cool. I, I know it's just a stunner, but I've never seen a stunner been like that before. Okay. Real talk, like, the Eclipse was the only thing about Ember that was over. No, the Eclipse is dope. Yeah, I thought it was cool because I've never seen it. It's fire. I, I, Literally, it's fire. It's like, dope, I would but that's something that I think when it comes to Ember, the only thing about her that was really over was the Eclipse because whenever people talk about Ember, the main thing they go to is like, oh yeah, her finishing move, the Eclipse, that's so dope. She Not, has such a that's cool finisher. It. No one can really talk about anything else. But I liked her and, um, war goddess thing. I, I liked it, and I liked the post-apocalyptic thing. That oh, you better has, than me. Well, you know that, <laughs> I mean, I liked it. Of course, I, I did. Like the aesthetic. I don't like Ember. The way I feel like that, I feel like I should preface though. this. I think that's that. I don't like Ember. I've I have not liked Ember Moon for years. But or Athena. And I thought, and I thought it was cool that like you know she. She was a very, she was a very open nerd. She talked about D and D, and like I saw her Instagram stories, and like D and D sent her like the special edition, fifth edition collector's item, and I was like, holy shit, okay. And then like she was showing off the figurines. I'm like, okay, cool. But the thing that caused me not to get behind Ember was her husband. Ugh. 
mm. the way he acts. And I'm just like going back when I was sitting down and able to read. I'm sorry if I'm rehashing anything y'all already went over. Um, it's okay. But um, just sitting down and able to like actually read it and what he said. It's just, it's just like wow. Like you really. You're just like your husband in some shape or form. I'm just, and I know it's the white girl saying this, and I'm, I was just waiting for her to say they got rid of me because they didn't like my character because I was black. Oh, she wasn't gonna say that shit. That, that's, that. that's, that's what the vibe that kind of gave me was, and I'm like, girl, just say because I think this is what you want to say because you're coming after people who are trying to live their dream. You're you 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 specifically named another girl because they want white you to have a class a white girl who you said they're trying to have a class to teach you to wear booty shorts and fishnets um excuse me ma'am Priscilla Kelly's been wearing that for years most a lot of the know. women do a lot of the women that's wear what, that's what they and wear and that's not wear that's like that you have staple and it's nothing and it's nothing like sexy about it hell um a perfect example fucking rosemary yep yeah have it yeah have it like what the fuck are you talking about also real talk i'm like when it comes to fishnets a lot of women wrestlers wear stockings fishnets or a lot of tights under their gear because of the lights Becky wears fishnets Becky didn't wear fishnets. Yes, she did. Yeah, she did. Becky wore she wore fishnets in them socks. She wore fishnets and socks. Yeah, she wears she but she'd been doing that since 2019, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. But, so uh, that's on women So what is she talking doing, about? Been doing booty shorts and fishnets for years since I started like when I first found out about other promotions when I was like a teenager. Hell, um and, AJ and Lee. Most, yep. AJ Lee yep. who has all her all hey. her sons and daughters. Um, who idolized her, who are at NXT, <laughs> who she was talking shit about in the recruits. Mm-hmm. Uh, pay, pay I'm serious. Paige, Paige, Paige wears fishnets and booty shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hyper like, wears fishnets. It, it's a staple, because you know why? You can go to Party City, I mean, fishnets can take a beating, and they look cool when they're ripped, and you can go to Party City and pick a pair up for like two, three bucks, they last you for a while, and then when they really start getting destroyed, you throw them away and you get them a new one. It's cheap. Nah, you can go to Rainbow and get it. Exactly. Huh. You can, I mean, not you can Rainbow. Go, you can go to the dollar on, store and get some. Like, it's not right. that hard to find some. You some can go on Amazon. And my thing is, you wore it. You wore this shit. So, what are you talking about? Booty shorts and fish that bitch. Your titties was out when you debuted. You got a big ass, so your ass is out. You wore fishnets. This is all the shit that you wore, and now you should know it. I can see if you change it up, you know, wore a bodysuit where all your body is covered, but you're not doing that. You still came back with your titties out. I had a friend of mine who helped out at um, NWA Tampa. This is back in like 2004, 2005. This was a long time ago. And they didn't have female wrestlers, but they had like female valets, and a lot of them wore fishnets. And they just said the same thing I said. It's easier to go and just grab a bunch of fishnets during Halloween when all of them are hella cheap. Grab a pair. Like, shit, I went on Amazon today and I saw for like 20 bucks you can order a box of 30 fishnets in assorted colors. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hell yeah, you know, like shit. I, I just, I, it, it just, it rubs me the wrong way. 
because I'm like, okay, I wouldn't put it past them that that's because they're old school and that's how they believe women wrestlers should be. I'm, I 100%, I do think that, I do think that fucking meeting was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that was Johnny. Like something in my stomach tells me it was Johnny because no one there is that ignorant to hold a meeting that just that dumb. I was like, who there is that yeah. stupid? And I, that, that creeps me out because his stepdaughter's for that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, bro, are you projecting something? Because this is really fucking weird. Yeah, this, but yeah like, he's he's so trash. I'm not, I would, but, uh, I'm, that's like one thing. She needs to, she should be mad about that because I'd be, she better than me because I would have left. Yeah. I would not have sat oh. Tony Storm for fucking booty shorts and fish nets. Like, what the fuck? Uh, her aunt, she's stay ha- hanging out. Yeah, ass cheeks. Well, she was a fat ass Aussie, so. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't like that. Like, it rubbed me the wrong way. Like, she's sitting on these kids' dreams. I'm not going to, I'm calling kids, but some of them are probably older. They're shitting on these people's dreams, like, trying to see them make a name for themselves. Or maybe just getting a tryout was like, okay, I've gone this far. This is awesome. You don't know what's going through people's heads at this time. I mean, hell, how many times have we read where wrestlers got a tryout with the WWE and they were living in their car? And this was like the one thing that kept them going. He read that way too much. She called out Mandy Rose by name, which if I was Mandy, I'd be like, you got fucking problem with me. Say it to my face, don't say it Mandy's in too nice. In real life, like, and this is what kind of cracks me up. Again, like, we don't know these people in real life, but obviously what they show. Right. She plays like such this fucking mean girl, but she is so like... She's like very she's like very timid. They bullied her the whole fucking season. She was on Total Dubas and she never came back. They were <laughs> really so I, they was they were so mean to her. Constantly on her. And back. she would just, just sit there. I said, girl, you better I've been yeah, like, yeah. don't be mad because I'm hot. Like because I remember Sonia, I was flipping around and I saw Sonia, like I think she was yelling at Natty and she's like, if you say that about my friend again, I'm gonna beat your ass. Like yeah, Sonia Natty- for real is a Tony for real is a real one. Like she will really she throw really down for is. her friends. Yeah, that's why I say I'm like Mandy. Don't do nothing to nobody. She just minds her fucking business. Why are you trying to call her out? Cause you mad? Which I have a problem with her being a wrestler, but as a person, I have no problem with her because she's unproblematic as hell. She goes in there, she does her job, and then she goes home, and then you don't hear her doing anything stupid. Literally, don't hear and nothing it's like, from her. And it's like her and Sonya that before COVID hit, they uh. You know, they went, they, fuck, that sounded awful there, and they were going around trying different places and different donuts. I'm like, shit. Okay. Cool. That sounds so cool. They tried to, I think they had a pop up not too long ago. They did. I I think they did. They did. They said, I think it went really well. So I'm happy for that, for them. I would have totally went to that. But I I would have went, but it was in New York, and I said, ooh, no. If you (laughs) do somewhere closer. That's why you never hear anybody having an issue with Mandy or a lot of girls because they do that. They show up, especially like, I don't want to say the newer group, but it's for real. They show up, they do their job, and then they go home and you don't hear them doing anything dumb. And it's like, it's not hard to act like that. Like, but And that's something that I saw someone point out is that back when Hunter was running NXT, like a lot of indie wrestlers got a lot of shit in their histories that they would rather keep hidden and you don't really get that from homegrown talent as much because a lot of them right. aren't dumb 
homegrown talent are like they're humble. They're like they're homegrown talent. Like I'm here to learn. So like when Paige was talking, or when you go back if you've seen her movie before, she was handing out receipts because these girls were learning and they accidentally they probably like hit her the wrong way or something. And she'd hit them back and they check her like, "Yo, bitch, chill the right. fuck out." This is where they're learning. They're here to learn, just like you are here to relearn some shit. We're here to learn, and that's I feel like, like I said, that's something that the indie people have embedded yeah. in them. That's, that's how they learn. Because I'm gonna mm-hmm. let you know right now. I'm trying. You want to give me a little receipt? Meet me outside. Cause I'm about to beat your fucking ass. I'm trying to learn this shit. There, there is a difference between throwing a work punch which, you know, they do that. They don't, we all shocker guys. They don't really punch each other in wrestling. But we have seen it where tempers are flown and people throw real punches. And I'm the same way. I, when Charlotte Cole caught Naya, she was praying to God real quick for something to happen because she knew she fucked up because she knew that woman would knock the shit out of her. Yeah, because if that was me, um, I would we would have just fought. That's the same I thing with that whole thing that whole set well that or also like that one segment when um charlotte threw that belt at becky i was like i would have fought her on camera i would have been like you know what i would fought her on camera i see you just gonna have to suspend me or something because ain't no fucking way if i was (laughs) and and i know it was an accident but like if that could happen to me i would have my because at that point you know your adrenaline's going you're just trying to do this and someone fucks you up I would tell the rest, I'm walking to the back because if I don't get away from this pitch, I'm going to annihilate her. But that also goes to show how... That goes to show people's character for real. So when she piece Charlotte ass up, that goes to show that Charlotte don't really be causing problems for her outside of the title shit. She don't really cause problems. Because had that she been... She really doesn't. Match, like, had she done that shit to Sasha, Sasha would have fucked the fuck out of her. The only time I hear anything about Charlotte, like outside from people complaining about that, is when her dad does something stupid, and that's it. Charlotte does the same thing. She does her job, she does her thing, and then she goes to fuck home, and she don't do anything stupid. And tweets about her poppy. Well, <laughs> I'd be tweeting about Andrade too if he was my husband. Let's be fucking honest here. Um, I wouldn't that's... be tweeting. I'd just be doing things. Oh, <laughs> right, but that's. I know it's great. Oh see, my I mean, god! I, I knew Mandy was that. Turn her into Kate plus when, eight. <laughs> yeah, because Mandy Riddle, still hasn't said none. She's better than no. me because I'd have cussed her ass out. I would have went on live and I would have told her about herself. I would have like, I would have. Mandy her is that girl. Excuse me. No, I say you going to talk about me in public. I'm gonna drag you up. I say you want to bring me up in public and try to shave me. I'm going to shade you in public. She's, Sonya's probably mad. She's probably like, you know what? No, I'm not dealing with it. Because you know what? She, y'all remember what she did when Riddle's wife tried to call her out saying that she wasn't, you know. Yeah, she wasn't hot enough. <laughs> what did that bitch do? She had a oh, she said that to shot. Mandy. I was like, excuse me? And she that's had part- a boudoir shot up in less than 24 hours and I'm like Mandy Rose is that bitch in real life because she knew that was the only way to shut that woman up right and, and what was the caption like you want to be me but you can't be me and I'm like it was something something Amanda really <laughs> 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 I dropped the picture we was like oh bitch you petty 
<laughs> Amanda, please. Because I would have been like, because if that was me, if I saw middle that whenever the, well, well, obviously now they're going through the, or they're divorced or separate or whatever. So joke's on her. But if that was me, I went up to Riddle. I was like, you need to get your um, foot face looking, pancake ass, strong in the face but looking wife. If Mandy wanted her to fucking shave. business. Ooh, my bad, I'm sorry. I mean, she's coming out. I mean, I just remember when like Riddle's wife started bashing a lot of the women back there. She came after Becky. She came, you know, she was coming for everybody. And I'm like, bitch. I think she's yeah. She said something about Becky. I lo- yeah. I think she said something about uh, um, Bliss. I was like, okay, so you're gonna talk about the bodies about two women, especially one who had a very very chronic eating disorder for years. That's yeah. very cute. And then she said something that about shit Dana. Me off. Yeah, that really I pissed me off. I dragged her. I think I, that's what I had. Her I struggle with I eating think... disorders too, and it's just that's like people blocked. commenting about my body. Alexa Bliss had ooh. eating disorder for years, and it was like mm-hmm. to a point where she almost fucking died. You want to talk about her yeah. body? That's how I know yeah. wrestling is grown because when that happened, Alexis was mad that she said something about Mandy and Alexa Bliss, and she don't like neither one of them bitches. No, no. So you know that's the problem because low key, I've known people with eating disorders, and it has fucked them up for years. Some of them are in their late thirties, like I am. Oh shit, am I really gonna be in my late thirties? Holy fuck, man! Oh, like, now's not the time for a midlife crisis Alexa stay strong stay strong right. oh my god podcast podcast Alexa podcast but no like I've known people who to this day when they're in their you know their age range that it, it still fucks with them and I mean this woman yeah, and like, had the audacity I also struggle after- with like an eating disorder and like it the way you view yourself just like you can never like I compare eating disorders to addiction because once you develop it, you can't, you 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 never truly recover. It's always gonna be there, and so it's like when someone comments about your body, it doesn't matter how minuscule it is. Like you're gonna just internalize it no matter what. Well, she came and after so, Dana. Yeah. She came after Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke has an <sighs> amazing body. I think she looks amazing, but she's saying that she is not. No, I'm pretty sure Dana Brooke could like fucking bench press you and not even break a sweat, lady. Like, come on now. She said it's flex appeal. Tell me you're jealous without telling me you're jealous. I'll wait. I got time. I've been like, that's why your man ain't out, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's why why he ran around with whole one, whole two, and whole three. But if Mandy wanted to really be petty and shade Ember, I just sent like in the group chat like Mandy's gear and Ember's gear and it's very similar. And I was like, if I were Mandy and I wanted to be shady, I just post a side by side. Be like, you know, booty uh, booty shorts with fish nuts. But uh-huh. she's not petty because she better she than not. me. Because when I tell you no, she she's way better than me because I would have said some wild shit. I would have yeah, had a lot talking. I would have had fightful drive um drop in at ten sponsored links that you gotta sign up through all these fucking paywalls to listen to interview. That's how bad I would have the streets talking. Yeah, that was me. I mean, that's just anywhere. I mean, like. If I have beef with somebody, don't talk behind my back. If you're going to sit here and think that you're so big and bad, 
don't wait till I'm not there to call me out by name say it to my face right and especially if she'd be like oh we don't have a problem I was like obviously we do have a problem because why why did you mention me because there's a lot of girls back there who wear and I, I throw it right back at her face you know there's a lot of girls back here who wear booty shorts and fishnets but you just call my ass out Right, because she could have said, she could have said anybody back there. She could have said, hell, Scarlet was a sexy gimmick. You know, you look back and you're like, you know, Persia's gimmick is, you know, and, and, and Indy's gimmick right now, too, are very, like, sexually charged as well. Gigi and JC both as well. It's like, there's a lot of sexually charged gimmicks that you didn't need to default to Mandy. Um, Scarlet, um, well, she never really wore, she never wrestled while well, she's in WWE so she didn't get to wear her gear but she would wear fucking thongs basically yeah I mean and even she like, said that when back when it was black and gold they would tell her to cover up more yeah and that's what, and she said that she's mad that she's gone now because she would love to be in 2.0 and wear her revealing clothes yeah because they would have let her because they would have let her mm-hmm. it'll bring her back I'll give them I said two more years yeah. Who? Because they both said that they'd come back too. I think they will come back. They'll be back. Yeah, because they both said they're like you know just so wasn't the, the time or the place. Yeah, they both said that they said at multiple times at multiple um, interviews and stuff that they would come back. Yeah. I think they know that it's not personal; it's business. And they said they're one of few people that understand that. And they, said, and they 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 decided, you know what? We just gonna make the best of what we know how to do, which is be on the Indies. We gonna live our best life there, and then when they ready for us, we gonna come back and do what we do, which is dominate and do some real shit. And, and, and I, how how many times does that happen in wrestling history where you don't work out? And I'm not saying like you know, Cody, Cross, Drew, all of them people who didn't work out WWE the first time. And granted, you know, cross Hall. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, I always forget uh, about Gender Ball. I, f- I always forgot he left for a little bit too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But that's usually how it works because when I used to the business in the beginning, and then they realized maybe I'm not. It's not time for me now. Matt Cardona more than likely will go back when he's ready and when he does. Oh yeah, which he deserves. He'll come back as like a major threat. Which, you know, I don't think he could ever get off the ground as Zack Ryder, but like as Matt Cordona, he's kicking ass right now. Yeah, Collecting look, belts. He, 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 yeah. he was like, I'm gonna prove that I'm a, I'm worth what I'm demanding. And he did that. More and they could bring over. And they, and they could bring Chelsea back too as long as she stick, stays being his manager. <laughs> she got a she and gotta stick to one back. idea. No, her wrestling is really good right now, though. She's yeah. really shaped up. Yeah, her wrestling is real. She's really improved. I'm shocked. And you know Nicole would be straight up about it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, her is leaps and fucking bounds. That's how I know. Because, like, when I, what was it? It was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning or something. And she was like, you know what? This bitch, Chelsea Green, is actually growing on me. I kind of like her. <laughs> I like her as you should. Join the club. We're greeners. She's just an airhead, but she's she's improved. Yeah, she's dumb as fuck, but I appreciate yeah. it. 
I need her to start talking to me. I need a good. But laugh. you know what? That'll make her a good actress because you can just fill her head with whatever character you need. Speaking of uh, actresses, is that what oh. the Iconics or Inspired? It don't matter. They're, they don't wrestle no more. Is that what they're doing now? No clue. I they have not they- spoken about it. They ain't said nothing. They just said thank you um, for the experience or for your. Well, they time. said that they were doing like they were exploring other avenues, but I'm like, yeah. who signed Cassie to be, be in a movie? Like, why? Cassie, I'm not saying Billy K for sure. Hilarious. <laughs> I would give Billy a talk show. I'm for, you know what? I'm. I'm I will put her I- in a movie with what's that bitch? Um, I bet you one of them is pregnant like a Melissa McCartney, you- one of them, uh, one of them types of ladies. Yeah, I bet you, I bet you one of them is pregnant, and the other one, you, they would never be able to make it without the other one. So Billy's probably pregnant then. Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> most um, definitely. Okay, that makes sense. Hell, she's been married since 2016, I believe. So good for her. Or I always forget yeah. she's so she's she's married because she never talks because she's so private. She literally because she kept it quiet, and then after I think I forget when she did it, but it was like. I, I don't well, know I if it was it was close to her getting released and she yeah, just was, posted like a picture of her in a wedding dress and was like and posted the date and it was like in 2013 and I was like damn she been married this whole time like yeah, see, I kinda, she never I said nothing they, I love it when they're private like that and it's like okay that's cool right? and she didn't even post her man and I was like damn she doesn't even want to her man is not even on her social so it can't be a husband reveal it was just a marriage reveal well, because she knows if she puts his picture on there, people are going to, like, say shit at him. You know that. True. That is true. I mean, look at what people do with Sasha's man. I ain't seen him yet. Yeah. You know what he looks like. Kyrie. He's Sasha's husband is Mikazi. I know. I know. Okay, excuse me. Excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am, these are booty shorts with fishnets. Excuse me. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't even wear fish that's in these pictures. But girl, it looks like you stole Oscar's beard because you got the leg garter on it. What the fuck? Sure. Well, I'm so saying they're the same gear. I just, I mean, I'm not crying over the iconics or inspiration or whatever they're called. Um, I mean, good luck in everything that you do because I'm not that much of a hateful person. But. I mean, I could really give a crap that their careers are over or not because those girls, I'm sorry, those girls brought nothing. I never liked them. I like yep. the Iconics for some reason. Oh, Iconic! Just because of that, probably, honestly. Uh, <laughs> well, I like them, I and like then Billy. I appreciate them in hindsight because, again, yes, they weren't the greatest in the ring, but I appreciate them because they always were what they were. And they were like a genuine tag team with a time where there wasn't a genuine women's tag teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is very, very like unpopular opinion. I know since they're the ones who fucking fought for the titles that they got them first. I, in hindsight, always felt like they should have went to the Iconics. It wouldn't that was the one... The one because, thing that I disliked about that tag yes. match in the chamber is that it was so predictable because Sasha and Bailey were the only team that was built up, like at all, throughout that entire I mean, thing. So that's why I was always so upset because I was like, you, you have other teams in here, but we know 
none of them are going to win this because Sasha and Bailey are the only ones with enough build up to believe well, they take even, these titles. Not even the iconic. So you had They had the Iconics in the title match. They had um, Riot Squad. I think it was like Liv and Sarah. And this was like yeah, Riot it was Liv and Sarah. When they were red hot. It was Liv and Sarah, Tamina and Naya, Naomi and Carmella, the iconic Sasha Bailey, and then Poor Sonya Carmella. And that was a rough day night. Oh my gosh. God, I feel so bad for her. Because that was the night that story broke. Yeah. yeah. And you know that bitch waited till that night to do it too. Uh-huh. Yeah, she did. And in yeah. hindsight, yeah, because it was like a week later, I was like, oh, I was like, I bet you she did that shit on purpose. Yep. Well, more on purpose was- than what it actually was, because that whole thing was done on purpose to be messy. She knew, she knew that was going to be one of the biggest nights of Carmella's career at that point, so she fucking wanted to fuck her over. Who was the other women's tag team? Fire and Desire were in there too. Yeah, because they were yeah. the, they were the final two, and still to that day, that is uh, Mandy's best match. Yeah, because she actually did more than just went through three different hairstyles. Yeah, because her hair kept ripping out. Well, she kept going. I said, I love it. The whole pony just fell. Yeah, it it was just like disincorate. And she just like, I think she got mad at one point and she just like ripped it out. Yeah. Because it started to fall and then she posts, she like made fun of it on Twitter because I think like an anniversary of that match came up. She quoted like what she was saying to Sonia and she was like, Dari, just rip the whole thing off. The whole thing's coming off. Because they were like aggressively trying to get it off. But you know what? Because like I, I just think that's funny because you could, I it played perfect because like you could, sit, she was getting fuck, like her and Sonya were getting frustrated, so it played perfectly like that. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just but wish- yeah, that's my very, very unpopular opinion that those, um, that belt should have went to the Iconics first because they were the first actual women's tag team. I mean, I. I- it probably would have started the thing better because they would have been able to build more women's tag teams because now it's like they're slapping teams together and at this point yeah and they could have had just let Sasha retire with a damn title at this point y'all don't have anybody else yeah they could have had the Iconics just run around be sneaky like you remember how they were doing having those bullshit matches with um people with enhancement they could have had them run around doing that at first while they on the back end continued to to develop uh, more more tag teams and then so whoever they were like okay and then by the time mania came about they would have had a really good hero story of who who was ever going to take it off of them right well you know you know why they, they held the title for so long but they didn't do anything, right? You know um, because story? weren't they supposed to do the uh, go against the Bellas? That was the yep. original. Yeah. Bellas, wanted, Bellas wanted to come back and run for those titles and I think they were supposed to win it. But everything that was going on with Nikki's neck at the time, her doctor could... He's like, yeah, he refused to clear her. Yeah. She was like, so... I think I, I think they even said that they had already had gear made because yeah that, they like, said they had gear was such a last minute thing. And her, but her doctor was like, "No, I'm not signing off on this. If you get in that ring, you're a dumbass." Like he pretty much said that to her. And it's like you are going to risk your fuck it. You're going to risk being paralyzed to go up against Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. 
girl, get your shit together. I would never be able to make it as a doctor because I, w- I would never be able to do like the, you know, the bedside. I'd be blunt as hell about shit. I'd be like, you're yeah. a stupid idiot. Well, I mean, she did listen to them, obviously, at the end of the day anyways, but I I would never fault her and um, Brie for wanting to go after those titles or wanting to have that match because, again, back then, because they were always a team, besides them backstabbing each other every once in a while, but everyone always did that. Like, and that's why I said, I said the same thing about Michelle McCool and Layla. I don't like either one of them, but... I was like, if they did like the did like how they were playing on the Bellas and have them come back for a program, I would hundred percent be here for it because again, they were a team or they weren't ones. So that's why that goes to my old adage. I was like, you know what? Like, if it's like a really good one-off feud, I'm okay with it since they didn't have something like that when they were about. Yeah, and that that I understand. Because, like, I can come on here and I can, you know, yell and get angry and do all that shit. But at the end of the day, I do understand that. I And you know what? I, I give the iconic, you know, I, whatever their fucking names are. You know, they did it in a very classy way. You know, they thank their fans and they thank Impact Wrestling. And, I, I mean, they did it the right way. So, you know, when they're ready to come back, they could go back to WWE off the bat everyone's just like oh they're going back to WWE and it's like you know it could just be them wanting to take times off and spend it with their husbands and be wise yeah they're also like they're both and they think they're like mid 30s so I think maybe it's just that they think it's time for them to go which there's nothing wrong with that I mean you know Peyton has I read an interview with Peyton that she's like you know I'm not I mean she didn't say it's not verbatim like her and Sean want to have a kid and she can't do that while she's out on the road taking bumps, you know, 300 days a, a year or, or whatever. I mean, if you're trying to have a kid and you're out here doing this, that's, that's dangerous, you know, especially if you don't know you're pregnant. Thank goodness Ooh, Becky caught it so early. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's wild to think that when she was wrestling Shayna, she was pregnant and she didn't even know that. But, you know, it was at the stage where, I mean, pregnancy is delicate no matter how, where you cut it at. But, like, yeah, I mean, that's always going to be something she's going to tell her kid. Like, hey, did you know that I was wrestling Shayna Baszler in WrestleMania and didn't even know you oh, were Oh, that's there? what Paige says about her mom. Because Paige's mom was pregnant when she was wrestling. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. But Paige, they're, whole, they're fucking trashy. I'm pretty sure she would would have knowingly... She probably knowingly wrestled with being pregnant. Let's be fucking real. Yeah, and then maybe they, that's why her that's, neck's like that. Jeez. Well, no, no. I, that's why I got. So they mad fucked at over me. a lot of people. Fuck that. Fuck her mom. So, I don't. I, there's something I don't. I don't. I don't like Paige. I mean, I'm not. Her behavior has spoke for itself. But at the same time, she kind of have like that. I'm glad she's just away from Del Rio. I'm really glad she got away from him. And but she's still, you know. Um, pro- problematic as hell but that's why I got so mad about Maria like she wanted to be out on TV with her pregnant stomach hanging out and I'm like no no one wants to see this and I'm not trying to no and I wasn't trying to say it in a mean way nobody wants to see this because when I'm watching Bandex murder gymnastics 
I don't want to see a pregnant woman running around because that, I don't want to say it gave me anxiety, but I was worried because if one thing went wrong and she somehow got in the damn crossfire, WWE would have such a shit storm on their hands for allowing a pregnant woman to be around. You guys realize that? I mean... Maurice, why would you think they was going to do it with you? Maurice, Lacey, Becky, um, just, I'm trying to think of like any other like WWE women's talent who got pregnant during the time. Uh, M- Rosa Mendez. Rosa. Oh, I forget about that. Yeah. So uh, it's just like she. I mean, people are like, oh, she disappeared because we didn't know, and I'm like, because yeah, she doesn't need to be around you guys. Like when I got pregnant, I got told I couldn't even go ride a fucking bike. <laughs> And I was like, damn, you're expecting them to... I mean, it's not even that. It's the stress of not being able to be home, constantly traveling, you're go, go, going 24-7. Like, that, just, that shit pissed me off. So, you know, maybe if they just want to go home and be wives and, hell, even just sit back and chill for a while. Groovy on them, man. <sighs> I don't understand the need to want to work when you got time to chill. Right. Uh, but I think I'll, that's just the mentality that you get in WWE of just like, yeah, let's go, 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 go. Honey, even when I'm on go, 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 I need a nap, 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 bitch. I'm resting. I'm sick. Like, what the fuck? I just, I don't I understand the grind and the hustle, but when I have, when am I allowed it time to sit my ass down? I'm going to sit my big black ass down. I think it's just because, like, it's already at that time, it was so crowded with people and stars that getting, you know, getting a storyline pitch and that you were going to get TV time, especially with, you know, the two top baby faces at the time who were champions. And that's like, you get pregnant. And then it's like, oh, well, if we get out of, if we go out now, then we might, like, not, like, they might take us off TV. And then when we come back, we're, they're not going to have a space for us, which is why I think you see a lot of the times wrestlers will work through injuries or purposely ignore injuries because they're like if mm-hmm. I go leave now and I come back they're not going to have this spot that they cut out for me and then who knows where I'll be because look at how when Mustafa Ali got injured and he was supposed to get Kofi Mania he had to leave they gave Kofi Mania to Kofi and then when he mm-hmm. came back he couldn't get back into his groove again Kenny Omega Kenny Omega is a perfect example of that because that man was working he had so many injuries but he he worked through my, two of them for almost a year yeah and now he's out like for a while and people God are knows how writing, long. and people are already writing reports like oh and I'm like let the man fucking heal because last time I read a report about Kenny Omega um I, I think he dropped all I think he finally lost the AAA title but um, I'm not sure about that. But thankfully, you know, he his his injuries that he's had, they they don't need surgery pretty much like rest and physical therapy because if you go out for surgery, it's going to take longer to fully heal back unless you're fucking John Cena and you come back from rotator cuff surgery in three fucking months. Um, <laughs> I just I don't know. I mean, like, let the man rest. And Kenny Omega's like 40-something years old. His body ain't as young as it used to be. But he knew if he took time off, someone new is going to take his place. 
Right. He probably should have let that happen. That would have been worse. But yeah, but there's there's that mindset everywhere though, and that's a problem with a lot of the new uh, the old guard that's still there. They don't know when to stop because they know if they stop, people won't care about them. I feel like when you when you're a top person, whether you're injured or not, and you're consistently you're consistent, we constantly see you, and you leave for a while. For me, I don't in my head. I understand it, but it's like I don't. I, I really don't understand it. I get it, but I at the same time I don't. It's like if you at the top of the mountain, okay, you get hurt. It's a possibility that you will fall off. But say for somebody like Seth Rollins, he get a bad injury. He's out for about six nine months. Matter of fact, let's take Bailey. Bailey's out for nine months. We ain't seeing Bailey for like the next couple of months. Bailey, when she come back, she's getting a pop. Oh hell yeah, she'll get a pop louder than Becky. <clears throat> so that's what I'm saying. I like, think because like okay, where I come from is because I did dance, and so I think dance and wrestling both have a lot of overlap, and in dance. Because I've had to work through a lot of injuries, and a lot of the times it's like, you know, you're it's like it's like the show must go on mentality. I'm like, okay, I got to deal with this, I got to deal with that, but we need to make sure that we get this sequence down. And so when I go and do the show, just get on all of autopilot, rehab it in between, and then just wait until it's all over. And I think that's where a lot of wrestlers come from, and it's also the adrenaline of it all too, of just like tuning yourself out, numbing yourself as much as you can, and then. You know, you're like, once this storyline is over, or once this angle is over, then, or and things seem quiet, I can, you know, go out and fix what I need to fix and then come back better. And I think that's where a lot of them come from. Because remember when Ruby went out with that double shoulder surgery in 2019, she said that like, in like the docu- in like the little video that they did uh, when she came back, she said that the tears in her shoulder were like decade, were like a decade old. And she was like, so this means that I've never wrestled with healthy shoulders. And she, yes, like, she put her arms, like, completely no. over her head. And she, like, she, like, put her arms, like, she, like, put her hands together and, like, stretched her arms all the way up. And she was like, I haven't been able to do that in so long. She's like, I forgot I could. And I'm like, that's the length that a lot of people go to. Like, when Sasha w- won the tag titles with Bailey. She said that she had like she had like a dislocated shoulder through that elimination chamber match, and she was dealing with like a shoulder uh, injury that she got from her match with Ronda, and she didn't get it fixed until after Mania. Pushing through something. Yeah, kind of, I mean, and then also I, um, Naya. Can do that. Yeah, Naya. What is this? She had both her legs were fucked up. Both legs. Both she said knees. that the. the her and their doctor did the x-rays and they couldn't even they, she had she didn't even have acls anymore yeah damn man Bitch. they were like you see you see this this is supposed to be where, where your acl is at it's not there we can't find that that's, that's scary um like who's another one stone cold man stone cold's got no knees that's why he's got to wear those knee braces <laughs> Which is that's and that's but that's why everyone was got like, a lot in common. Well, no, that's why everybody was saying like nineteen. I mean, he still talks about how his knees are jacked Even, up and like he yeah. can't he can't walk right. I, I'm not saying he can't walk right, but like his, you know his knees are. He's, how he many, can't he, walk. Like, I'm, he's and lost, with Tegan, he's lost, well, he, he can't lost walk. track. 
of all the knee surgeries he's had to have. And I'm like, damn. But he's fucking, he's fucking 19 years in retirement. Jesus Christ, I'm old. 19 years in retirement, came back at Mania with two busted knees and put on a more memorable match than Ember Moon ever fucking did. Now that's not true because Ember has put on some really memorable matches. I'm not going to say all that. It ain't gonna be as impactful as Stone Cold, and it really didn't have nothing to do with the match quality. It was Kemp. matches too. That's what she means. It's he he. It overshadows that she did. Her wrestling capability is never in question. That is not the issue. And usually, with talents like Ember, that's not the issue. The issue is you're dealing with an audience who sometimes don't care about the wrestling. The wrestling is on the back burner. It is what you provide that leads up to the wrestling that matters. And yes, WWE can provide you that. They can give you the doorway to that. But you have got to be able to follow through. And she can't. So it is what it is. Like a school fight. Y'all just fighting for nothing. Ain't nobody gonna see that shit. I mean, we gonna watch it because it's a fight. I don't wanna see that shit. Now, then bitch was like, this bitch been talking on Twitter. She been talking about my mama. She been saying all this shit. And when I see her during lunch period. Oh, don't talk about my mama. Do not I'm, talk that's about Natty my mama. That's Natty Summer Rae's interactions during Rumble. And like, that's come on. She brought it. That is what I That is like... Right. That is like if me and Don were going at it and me and him were like, okay, this is what I'm going to say. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to say. But you going to come at my mom? Bitch, you better hope I don't see you before me or Royal Rumble because I will whoop your ass for talking shit about my mom. Let me put my cowboy boots on first. I got my dogs. Let's go. Thanks for walking. I got my dogs and 20 years of pent-up frustration and anger. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Child, we have gotten so off course. <laughs> how many? How long can we spend on Ember? Not that, that long. That, that's probably what WWE. This is long enough. I, no, I think, I mean, the, the issue with Ember is a lot of issues that I'm seeing with people when they get released, and some of them do, you know, like you know, I totally understand. You know, I get what they have to do at the end of the day. This is a business, blah, 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 right? I mean, hell, even Sammy Callahan told, like, how he went up to Hunter and he's like, this isn't for me. Maybe later on in my career, but I still want to go. Like, this Even Ty Valkyrie right wasn't, like, as no. combative. And she but, should be mad out of anybody. Oh, right. I'd cuss yeah. everybody out. Ember at least got two belts from WWE. She's in history exactly. books now. You know, like fuck man, you can't be that entitled and then sit up and, and then now once it's over and done with, now you have issues. You didn't complain when you were getting championships. That mm-hmm. is the same issues that I had with that's the same issue I had with anybody who like they leave WWE and then they just want to talk shit. We all know that company is not, you know, all peaches and cream and rainbows and leprechauns and unicorns. At the end of the day it's a fucking business and they have to do what they need. Yeah, this is my growth, okay? They need to do what they have to do. I'm so proud for, of you, Alexis. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like that third of my stick. No, because Alexis, I used to argue about this. And I'd be like, bro, it's like a business. And she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like... Yeah, she did. <laughs> she used to go off. I, I mean, these okay, are people. Look, 
I, yeah. I get it because I, it, the whole thing was, it was a pandemic. These people had been working through a whole pandemic and it just pissed me off that this is the way they got treated. But, you know, now that I'm, I don't know if it's because I've had like three nervous breakdowns in the last 48 hours and I'm starting to make sense. I don't fucking know. I'm going to roll with it. But at the end of the day, this that shit. post breakdown clarity. Yeah. I've been eating it for like a really long time. Thanks, brain. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is how I cope. I have really dark humor, okay? But like, I get that. But it, it's anywhere. Like, you you get let go, you understand. But there are people who are getting let go, fucking getting laid off. Nicole got laid off during fucking COVID. Sure did. And, you know, she had shit lined up. It was the same thing with her that they did with Taya. They had all this shit lined up for her, and then it got taken <laughs> away from her. That's how yeah. I fucking see it. Yeah, but, but I, Nicole had her moment. She took her right. moment. She was like, okay, now I gotta figure out what I gotta do. And she moved the fuck on. Right. Like, at some point, you gotta just grow up. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm not saying that. Have your time, be kids. Bitch, you you really... You gotta have some responsibility on your career. It is your career at the end of the day. Yeah, other people have to do things in order for you to advance. But bitch, you had a pretty good leeway to the top. And when you got there, what did you do? You fucked with the bag, bitch. You know, and she's gonna be in the same category as like every other bitter ass bitch who got let go from the WWE, but then they'll say they didn't want to be there, but then they act like, you know, they treat them like shit. Well, you didn't want to be there. That's why I don't take anything that Mike or Maria or Rusev or anybody who... Oh, yeah. Had, and then Rusev always to trying be, to be slick. I see you yeah. slick saying shit and Tony still ain't call you back to show up to work. No. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't even in NW... You showed up at NWA one time. And granted, I get your back in Impact and you're doing that one thing. That's great. But, like, what was the joke that I said? You ask Maria what time it is, and she'll just talk about how shitty WWE was to her. Bitch, you are not fucking Alondra Blaze. You got picked in a Divas competition because you were pretty. You were not a pioneer in women's wrestling. Shut the fuck up. I give the Bella Twins more respect on that than I would ever you. Don't be shy, put some more. So my thing is with Maria, she tried to throw Stephanie under the bus. She said, Well, I remember earlier in my career when I had asked Stephanie, you know, for a t shirt because she was kinda hot at that point because she was a redhead bitch. Um she was great from the blondes. She was okay. Then Stephanie told her, like, well, I don't know because women's t-shirts aren't even going to sell. And you threw that out there to throw her under the bus, but at the same time, Stephanie didn't even have a t-shirt. And Stephanie is the queen no. bitch. Yo, Stephanie no. didn't have a t-shirt. Trish didn't have Stephanie fucking McMahon didn't have a t-shirt, but you mad at her. But you mad at her because she told you that you probably women won't have a t-shirt. The time. And you think it's like the era time. I wouldn't want to buy a shirt from fucking Maria either. Lita didn't didn't even have her own shirt. Lita was on a shirt with the Hardy Boys. And that's the only time she got on a shirt. And what makes you so fucking special? But I was... was, The point that my mental breakdown clarity is giving to me is just like she is going to end up 
being like Jericho where she's just gonna talk shit until it's time for her to either go back or people aren't gonna fucking care anymore yeah because if, you know, if you notice yeah. Jericho's been Jericho's been real fucking quiet yeah Jericho like, it used you, to be you, like every fucking week he'd say something and it's like you were bitter because they told you no oh my god I will always fucking hate Chris Jericho this. he is mad because they told him the US title is not that important and I know that sounds horrible but I'm getting to a point the US title is not important enough to be the main event at Wrestlemania I mean, it, it's a mid-card title for a reason. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't make it my have main event. Have you was, built I, I, I long enough for it maybe, but you didn't? No. I wouldn't I make it my for WrestleMania either, though. What's that? I, I get it. It was him and Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens can put on a hell of a show no fucking matter what he, you give him. Look what the shit he's doing with, like, Ezekiel Elias, whatever the fuck his name is now. <laughs> but, like, he's doing great. He KO is one of those guys who can turn shit into gold. Anything you give him, he can make it work. I I, I will always respect that about Kevin Owens. But you wanted that to be the main event at fucking WrestleMania. Bitch, I wouldn't even have that at fucking Great Balls of Fire as the fucking main event. Not Great Balls of Fire. And that was great one of balls the worst pay-per-views ever. Great Balls of Fire is not that bad. We need to... I will have this discourse. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not because I've watched it back recently. Is... It's not that bad. I'm watching that on the top five. Top five most underrated WWE pay-per-views. I, I mean, I wouldn't put it that high, but it's, I mean, it's not really, as bad as it is. If we really want to talk about people who should be better about the WWE letting him go, go why hasn't Samoa Joe came out and said anything? Because Samoa Yeah, but he's like, I understand. But he didn't back them. He basically was like, it is what it is. That's basically yeah. yeah, he didn't really care. Because Joe's a veteran. He's been in the business for long enough. They asked him. He said it's business, and it happened. I don't have no animosity towards anybody in the company. And then what else? Got a- killing that caster. So I was happy about that. Right. Well, I was coming for a while. On the last pod, oh, glitch, Jesus. The last podcast, when I said indie wrestlers get to WWE and they be like, well, they said I do, I work too indie. I was like, what that generally means is that you're boring as hell and don't have a character. And then when you do something, you'd be like, oh, I, that's not me. I, I don't know. You don't know how to work. Well, remember, like, when I was talking to you, Tip, and, and Rico, we were, and I mentioned the style over substance thing again, and I used Orange Cassidy as, like, a great comparison. Cassidy is a great wrestler. He would never transfer over to WWE, and he is okay with that. I am still freaked out that this man is the same age as me, which is, like, He is? Fuck? He is yeah. my age. I thought he was in his 20s. Who is? Oh, right. Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. How old is he? He's my age. He's 36. No, he's dude. not. Yeah, he is. You know who else is 36? Chad Gable. No, you know who else is 
He's never hit uh, puberty. That's his problem. Lucky Day is 36 as well. Oh, yeah. Just don't Who? I Lucky love Lucky Day. Day. The singer. Oh, oh shit, man. I need to stop drinking these um, seltzer waters. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) But, like, what was I going to get to? But, like, Orange Cassidy is one of those indie characters that just stands out because his gimmick is, like, I tip asked me. She's like, I'll remember this. She goes, so, because she asked me in the call, she goes, so what's the deal with Orange Cassidy? I I don't, I don't get it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, he's just so typical, I don't get it. I'm like, oh, like, he's a slacker who, like, is just mellow, but he, you piss him off, then he turns into, like, the fucking, like, a fucking wrestling beast, and he's a great wrestler, but he's one of the, of, if not one of these very few indie characters to stand out. Look at fucking Dan Housen. Dan, I have never seen a goddamn Dan Housen match, but I know who the fuck Dan Housen is. All I can hear about is that man. I don't even know what the fuck you do. They talk about him and that curse, and I'd be like, "What is going on?" I love Dan Housen. Dan Housen is cool, but I'm fucking seen, hilarious. I've never seen a Dan Housen match, but I can tell you, I know who the fuck he's Dan okay. Housen is. Um, um, Priscilla Kelly. She was. Well, the less I say about her indie stuff, the better, because I'll, I'll gross some of y'all out but like Priscilla Kelly no no let's talk about it because that tampon spot was not that bad people (laughs) blew that shit you know what that is true in hindsight hindsight, especially because she even talked about it too she was it really wasn't that bad because I watched it back not recently she even said she was like she was like it was a pre-planned spot it was Mm -hmm. in a 21 and over event alcohol was being served she's like it was pre-planned and she's like, and she's like, I had people complaining about how it was dis- disrespectful and disgraceful when Triple H did blackface. She's like, yes. I mean, she's like, she got believe me, she's like, she's like, and this spot is not egregious, and it was age appropriate. She even said it wasn't even supposed to be filmed. There weren't supposed to be any phones in that event either. She was like, it was perfectly fine, and it was perfectly within, within like you know the bounds. And they again, it was a pre-planned spot. People knew it was going to happen. So she was like, it wasn't, it wasn't a big a deal, but the internet got a hold of it and ran with it, and now she's just a tampon girl. I mean, there's certain yeah. wrestlers, like indie wrestlers that just stand out. Sammy Callahan stands out, like, and I'm not saying that because he's one of my favorite guys, but like, there's certain indie wrestlers that people dislike, and then there's others that they are good wrestlers, but they're gimmick shit. Like, I really just because of the, I hate to say this out loud because I'm still going to give this man any fucking appreciation because he doesn't goddamn deserve it. But now that I've been able to see, uh, because of AEW, I've been able to see John uh, Grisham a lot more and I'm really starting to like him. Who? Uh, he's the ROH champion. Oh, the black guy. Who? The ROH champion. Jonathan Grisham. Yeah, I don't know who that is. My bad. I'm sorry. He wanted that night that they had the last match under the St. Clair Broadcasting Company. That's what he wanted. He's been champ ever since. So, I mean, I've, I've been seeing him a lot more, and I like him. And people are like, what's his gimmick? I said, sometimes you don't need a gimmick. Sometimes you just need a strong personality with wrestling skills to back it up. Like, 
let's be 100% fucking real. If it wasn't for the Young Bucks being as goofy as they fucking were, do you think they would have made it anywhere? No, they still be an impact theme, Generation Me. So they need to sit down and shut the fuck up. Wow. Fuck up. Mm-hmm. Well, there's really nothing else we can say about um, Amber. All I can tell you is good luck on your future endeavors, Doug. And, uh, no future endeavors. That's all I can say. Um, hopefully, while you're on the Indies, you'll learn a couple things. And um, some of y'all who go to WWE or who are going into these mainstream companies, you need to remember two things. One, you are just a gear in the call until you become bigger. And number two, you gotta work to get to where you want. Just because you're a good wrestler doesn't mean that you're gonna be at the top of the mountain. We all know that it is very possible for you to be a character and to succeed in WWE. There are multiple ways to the top. You just gotta pick the right path for yourself. On that note, we're gonna go. So, follow us on social media. If you don't know, it's down for the count 19 on Twitter. And it's D4TP underscore podcast on Instagram. Don and Rico, if you want to plug your stuff, you definitely can. Um, you guys can follow me at the official Chili. Oh my god. Here. You can follow me on Instagram at EH underscore so what and on Twitter as BPOFOS. And that's the actual handle. Uh, oh. Also, Sorry, um, before I get forget, um, Naptown Pros shows we're sponsoring um, a match in the show. So if you guys please make sure that you guys um, check it out. I know there's still um, tickets available um, along with sponsoring the match. Um, I think Terry and I are also going to sponsor um a couple seats because the whole premise of the naptown um pro show is to uh, is to um end gun violence um specifically on uh, gun violence um within the indianapolis area so it's uh so it's like a great cause especially for um everyone who's involved and who's like putting like putting literally every single thing that they're into it they have like a is going to be two shows um, there's going to be an a. There's going to be a morning show slash AM show, which is going to be obviously more kid friendly. There's going to be vendors, all sorts of stuff, and then there's going to be a night show, which is obviously going to be more is going to be adults um, 18 up, adults only. So again, um, make sure if you guys are in the Indianapolis area or can go to it. Uh, make sure you get tickets at nap- naptownallpro.com. Um, again, um, it's a couple days ago. Make sure you guys um, check that out as well. Huh? Hello? And on that note, we're out. Peace up. Peace up. No A-Town, though. <laughs>